Hello, and welcome to the Fit Cookie Nutrition Podcast. My name is Holly Samuel, and I am a registered dietitian and certified personal trainer. And my goal with this podcast is to empower you with nutrition and exercise knowledge from various health and wellness experts and everyday runners to become the best, strongest, fastest, fit cookie version of yourself that you can be. Are you ready? Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, everybody, and welcome to today's episode where I am so excited to welcome my colleague, Dr. Miranda Robles, who is a doctor of physical therapy, to talk about all things running, running injuries, how to prevent them from happening, and also what to do when they do happen. Because let's face it, guys, running is a sport with actually one of the highest rates of injury. So chances are, whether you have been running for a very long time, or maybe you're just starting out at some point, you're probably going to experience an injury. You know, it might be something more serious, like a stress fracture, or it might be something less serious, hopefully, (laughs) um, like some muscle strains or tendonitis. And either way, injuries are annoying. (laughs) If you run, you're probably doing it for more than just the physical fitness aspect. And it probably ties into your mental health and sense of well-being as well. And when it's taken away from you because of injury, you know, it's really a bummer, so to speak. So we are chatting about how to prevent that from happening today with a lovely physical therapist who has dedicated her career to helping you with that and also what to do if injuries do happen. And, you know, she kind of talks about too how, you know, going to physical therapy isn't the only thing you should be doing to recover from injuries. It's one of the things you should be doing to prevent them from happening and to recover from them, but also that your nutrition, your sleep, and your stress all play key roles in this as well. So before we dive into the episode, I just wanted to give the disclaimer that you know, while Dr. Miranda Robles is a physical therapist, she is not your specific physical therapist, at least not yet. If you do want to work with her, we talk about how to do that at the end of the episode because she does have a virtual practice. Um, So if you are located, you know, anywhere in the country, she can still work with you. And also... This, um, the information in this episode is for educational purposes only and doesn't replace individualized medical advice unless you are working with her specifically. So I am so excited to welcome this guest and I hope you guys enjoy this episode with Miranda Robles. Hi, Miranda. Welcome to the show. Hello, Holly. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm so excited to have a physical therapist on the Fit Cookie Nutrition Podcast because I think a lot of people listening to this would probably do a lot of things to be able to pick your brain. (laughs) Yes. So I'm definitely going to do that for them. Um, And hopefully if anyone's listening and you you spur any thought processes to tell them to maybe stop what they're doing and seek help. (laughs) 
a positive thing. Um, but first, tell everyone who you are, what you do, and where you're from. So my name is Miranda Robles. I am a doctor of physical therapy, and I recently opened up my own physical therapy and wellness practice um, in August, actually. So it's called Wildflower PT and Wellness. Um, I'm from a small town in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, and currently my husband and I live here in Indianapolis, Indiana. Awesome. Awesome. I love that you opened your own practice in 2020, just like taking the bull by the horns. That is fantastic. Yes, it was um, equal parts exciting and terrifying for sure, but it's going really well. I don't regret it at all. (laughs) Good. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm so happy for you for taking that plunge because I'm sure a lot of people could use some some help. Um, I know in August too, a lot of people had probably started doing a lot of exercise um, outside of their typical routine and were starting to need some some physical therapy in their lives. I know I was. (laughs) Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, you're a physical therapist and this is a running podcast. So today we're definitely going to talk a lot about running injuries, how to prevent them, how to know when they're happening, what to do and what not to do, you know, when Mm -hmm. they're happening. But let's give everybody a little bit of background on your like fitness life. So like, what do you like to do for movement? What do you enjoy doing? And why did you become a physical therapist? Ooh, those are good questions. So um, my fitness journey has been, I guess, anything but linear. So I was in high school, I was a three sport athlete. I played volleyball, basketball, and soccer. Um, so then I was really committed to my athletics. So that was pretty much all I did. Um, and when I got out of high school, I got to college and I was really kind of lost and I kind of fell off of my fitness train just because I didn't have anybody like barking orders at me or setting up workouts or practices or things like that. Um, so I really had to kind of figure things out on my own. I played some intramurals through college and then towards the end of college, beginning of physical therapy school, I really got into weightlifting. So that is something that I am really passionate about now. I was getting really good until COVID hit. And then I had to (laughs) move back into my house and buy some weight equipment and try to work my way back up to uh, meeting my goals. But so that's kind of a little bit about my fitness journey. I do run on occasion. I promise. (laughs) Um, So Um, let's see, why did I become a physical therapist? So when I was in high school, I actually had a couple of injuries, um, from soccer. I like tore my quad and then I had recurrent ankle sprains. So, um, I was always kind of in and out of the physical therapist in our small town's office. And he kind of introduced me to what that profession was. So I spent a lot of time, um, with him during college and I, I knew that I wanted to go into the medical field in some sort of capacity. So kind of right up until I um, filled out those applications, I was either going to go to med school or PT school. Ultimately, I decided on physical therapy just because I love um, fitness. I'm really passionate about helping others. And I knew that as a PT, I would be able to spend a lot more one-on-one time with my patients and kind of watch them grow and help them to achieve their goals over a longer period of time. Oh yeah. I'm sure you get that one-on-one time that you were after, um, especially kind of regular medicine or family medicine, you kind of have an elevator speech and people tend to be in a revolving door. So that's exactly, yeah, I love it. Yeah. And I love that you like kind of had a PT, (laughs) PT mentor who was also helping you with physical therapy, but that, that probably helped guide you in the right direction too. 
It definitely did. Yes. Cool. And I mean, for weightlifting and you said you run on occasion too, like, you know, do you find, you know, obviously physical therapy and fitness, those are all really big things in your life. Do you find that accomplishing goals and exercise, um, whether it's yourself or watching other people experience this, do you find like that kind of overflows into other areas of your life? Oh, for sure. I know personally, like I'm a really huge advocate for mental health and self-care and all of that good stuff. I would consider almost like my specialty to be wellness and injury prevention. So overall wellness kind of bleeds into every other aspect of your life. So for me personally, I know that my level of activity and fitness is really interrelated to how I'm feeling mentally, my body image, things like that. And then my productivity as well, like with my business. Now I know that I just, when I get my workout in, I have more motivation. I'm just feeling better about myself in general so that I can achieve my, you know, business goals and things like that. And also, um, I feel like because I have a higher level of fitness too, um, my patients, you know, they, they kind of like look up to me in that aspect. We can have conversations on the same level and I can kind of work through things that they're working through at the same time so that I know what's going on with them. Oh, I love that. I feel the same way with some of my runners. I'm like, I know what you're feeling right now because like, yes. been there, and I can just kind of, a lot of my clients will come back to me and say, are you like reading my mind? Like, are you in my head right now? <laughs> And I'm like, no, I'm not reading your mind, but like, I'm identifying with what you're saying so much. So I, I, bet, exactly. you, I bet your patients and clients really uh, enjoy that aspect um, because you practice what you preach, which is awesome. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And there are some times where I'll just, you know, if I'm doing like a coaching visit or something, if it's virtual or if I'm with them, I'll just crank out a couple sets with them and be like, see, like you can do this. If I can do it, you can do it. I think oh, that goes a long way. That's my favorite. I love that. Yeah. I totally love that. I used to do burpees next to my in-person clients when they were struggling. Oh God. I would be like, oh yeah, no, nobody who likes them. Um, some, some people out there do, I'm sure. I'm sure, but that's great. And like, so you work with a lot of different types of people and you try to practice what you preach, which as we know, can be easier said than done. So I commend you for mm -hmm. trying to live out that healthy lifestyle and, you know, being an advocate for mental health is super important. Um, and that kind of goes into when things aren't going, how we want them to be going with exercise because of injury yes. that can also bleed into mental health. So, you it know, can. what is your experience with that? Um, with, with treating injuries? Yeah. Like, you know, how, what do you see happen to people mentally? Like when they're injured? Yeah, I definitely think that this goes hand in hand. So, um, particularly I was thinking about this for runners. Um, I know that there was a period in my life where I relied on running for my mental health. That was my outlet. And I know from some, some experience with treating runners, I know that that is something so sacred to a lot of um, runners. So when people are injured, especially my hardcore runners, they don't come in until it's really bad. Like they might be coming in limping into the door because they finally like submitted to their injury and now they're seeking out help. Um, because it's so important to them and they don't want to lose that outlet. So I think, you know, in terms of, like I said, I'm kind of specializing now in this injury prevention realm. I think that it's really important for everyone to have a physical therapist or somebody that they can trust that can coach them through this process. And the second something comes up, um, let somebody know, like text your PT, message me, and we can help you kind of get out of that, you know, 
cycle and kind of prevent the injury from progressing so that you can keep your self-care strategy of running and keep your little outlet so that you don't have to go down that spiral because it's not fun. Oh, it's super not fun. And I love that you kind of identified with like the running mindset there where people are so into it and it's such a big part of their mental health and stress management. And sometimes yeah. that's a problem, you know, they need other outlets, but I've been there myself, but, um, you know, when it gets to the point where it's so bad that, like you said, they're limping into, into the office and, you know, more than just their running is now affected because they're limping oh, all over sure. the place. Yeah. Um, you know, it can be really extreme and a tough road after. So like, what would you say to someone, because I know myself included, a lot of runners are like this. What would you say to someone who is like, well, I'm not going to go yet because it's really not that bad. And they're just going to be like, oh, like just toughen up. You'll be fine. Like be physical fitness. <laughs> <laughs> no. So I love to kind of figure out, I'm a, I'm a super nerd when a runner comes into the clinic. Um, if I have the ability to like get them on a treadmill or kind of analyze their running pattern, I love doing that because there's little things that, that can be picked up on that can prevent injury. Because if you've got, let's say improper, like running mechanics, or it could be something as simple as like your shoes and the structure of your foot. Um, so I encourage everybody, even before, even if you're healthy, even if you're like meeting goals and you're running the best that you've ever ran, it's not a bad idea to just stop in and get a checkup by a physical therapist, because, you know, we can talk about programming and talk about those other things like nutrition, getting proper sleep, like, Hey, maybe it's time to change your shoes, things like that. Um, and some cross training with strengthening exercises. I love getting the chance to get people before they're injured. So definitely don't wait would be my advice to all of those people out there, which is probably a hard pill to swallow, but that's why we're here. Yeah. It's almost like, well, it's not broken. Don't fix it. But you're like, mm -hmm. no, come see us before it's broken. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Keep because keep it unbroken. Yes. Make it easy for us that we can just kind of encourage you and help you along before it gets so out of whack that, you know, it's going to take longer to fix. Yeah. So kind of going into the next like question off of that. So running is one of those sports where it's super repetitive, right? It's just like hopping on one foot to the other in a straight line forever and ever and ever, <laughs> especially if you're on the road or the track and there's not much, um, terrain difference. So like, what would you say are the most common running injuries, like particularly in maybe some of the longer distance athletes like marathon or half marathon that you see as a physical therapist? Yeah. So like you said, it's that repetitive, um, activity. So we see a ton in those long distance runners, just overuse injuries. So hands down. Um, so some that come to mind would be like tendinopathies of the knee, foot and ankle and hip shin splints are also super common or, um, compartment syndrome, like of the lower leg and very occasionally I'll see stress fractures like in the feet, um, or in the lower leg, but not super commonly. Gotcha. That would be definitely a lot of other things probably have happened before it gets to the point of a stress fracture, but like yes. you said, some people kind of ignore, 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 and then they break and then they come and see you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so in terms of like those injuries, especially, you know, maybe some of the overuse ones that come to mind first, like the tendinopathies or, mm -hmm. um, you know, the, the knee issues or some of those other things in the lower leg, like 
what is your role as a physical therapist and, and like, what role do you play in that recovery and treatment process when it's getting to the point where it kind of is an injury? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So when it's, when it is an injury and they're doing that long distance running, um, I kind of mentioned this before, but I like to take a holistic approach to my runners. So I ask a ton of questions kind of about their programming. Like if they are preparing for a marathon, if they if they know how to progressively increase their mileage um, is super important for me. And then looking at things like nutritional intake, sleep, footwear, um, and what they're doing to like recover, not just in nutrition, but to recover your muscles and things like that after a run. And um, like for specific injuries, I add in targeted strength training, stretching, a warm up, and a cool down, which is um, super important. And we're finding more research about that being really important to prevent injuries um, and just giving runners strategies and things like that. Um, so I find a lot of times it's just looking at programming and really um, finding like muscle imbalances. So weak hips, I would say is very commonly something that I see in runners. And that's typically um, when the big muscles like that after so long of running get a little bit weakened and they're kind of breaking down, then you're relying on your other structures kind of down the leg to support you, which shouldn't actually be taking up a lot of the stress. So it, it goes back to having the proper support in footwear and alignment and things like that, but then also having enough strength and endurance in your muscles to support what you're doing long-term. I love that like root cause holistic approach. And like, if you could tell someone, because I'm sure you get this a lot. I felt this way when I first started running and seeing a PT was like, but my knee hurts. What do you mean? It has to do with my hip. Like, what what are you talking about? (laughs) Yeah, I get that all the time. They're like, I'm like, didn't you learn the song growing up? <laughs> it's connected to your, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was a huge thing that um, one of the first physical therapists that I saw, you know, taught me was like a strong foundation in running often comes from like that core and hip strength. Um, yeah. Just like a strong foundation and something like nutrition might come with a relationship with food and like stress management and sleep kind of thing. So exactly. Um, it's all related, which I love. And when it comes to some of those more like chronic overuse injuries that maybe have a bigger, um, you know, maybe span of like time off or just maybe like a bigger gut, like wrenching gut feeling in people when it's like a stress fracture, like what um, type of role do you play in that process? And do you find like yourself almost having like a mental health role as well? <laughs> uh, for some oh, of your- for sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Cause kind of like we mentioned before, you know, a lot of runners use that as their outlet. So if I suspect typically, like I obviously can't um, really diagnose like a stress fracture. I usually have a really strong sneaking suspicion. We'll do some things to kind of test it in the clinic, but then ultimately you'd need um, like an MRI to kind of diagnose that depending on where it's at. Sometimes it doesn't even show up on there. So I just use my judgment a lot of times. Um, But lots of education for people that come in with that, talking about other self-care strategies that they can use. And, and to be honest, I really like to empower them and give them all sorts of other things to stay fit that don't necessarily involve using whatever part of their body has that fracture. So like, if you're in a boot, I can still kick your butt with a good workout in a boot. And I can teach you how to kind of get that cardio and get that runner's high, if you will, so that you've still got kind of that outlet. 
um, but you're not making your injury worse. So there's tons of other ways and any good PT will make sure that they do that. I like that a lot. And I have some clients currently even who will go to physical therapy and they'll be like, oh my gosh, like I am so sore. Like, you know, like <laughs> I, I didn't know I had those muscles. I'm not really sure what they did because we didn't really even do anything, but like, I'm so sore. Um, so like you said, any good PT will be able to come with ways where, where you're improvising while you're healing that injury without making it worse. Um, totally like what kinds of cross training for like some of those more major injuries would you kind of define as some of your favorites? Ooh. So, I mean, obviously I'm a really big fan of resistance training. So, um, are we talking like specific exercises? Yeah. Like if you had to pick like one or two exercises that are just oh, like your, your favorite, you're going to ask me that. This is so hard. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. So the hip abductors, which are the muscles kind of like on the outside of your hips, one of your glute muscles, those are my favorite. And those are super important for stability of like your hips and your lower body when you're running. So I like to hammer the hip abductors. So like side planks, side plank lifts on your knees with like a clamshell opening. There's one where you can stand on one leg and press your knee against the wall. And you get like this intense burn in the, in the side of both your hips, booty bands, walking sideways in a squat. Those are some of my go-tos. Sorry, I couldn't pick just one. No, no, that's good. You picked at least a muscle group that you like to work the best, which is good, yes. or a muscle yes. specifically. Um, yeah. I always love to ask that question because it's it's usually like some strange core muscle or some strange like hip, like stability muscle <laughs> that like, I've asked different PTs about and they're always like that one for sure. And it's just, I think never what most people would think of. So uh -huh. yeah, <laughs> those little muscles are super important. Love um, it. So describe it to our listeners, like at what point should they be concerned about an injury? Like at what point is like that regular soreness or stiffness, regular wear and tear just from exercise become an injury? Because I know everyone's pain threshold is a little bit different. Exactly. And fortunately, I feel like um, you runners are really in tune with your bodies. So that is nice. So one easy way of like determining if you need to seek out help would be if you have pain that worsens during the run or makes you stop running completely. Um, also, if the pain continues like long after you're done running. So if you did a long run, you cooled down, you stretched, you kind of worked out some of that like stiffness and now your muscles are kind of relaxed. If you still have pain that's like tender to the touch several hours later, if it's waking you up in the night, if it's causing any issues with like your normal activities, like, you know, getting in and out of bed, taking a shower, walking, things like that, then it's, it's definitely time to seek out some help. Gotcha. Would you say like to, to kind of think of things in terms of if it's on one side or the other, like if it's not equally on mm -hmm. both, it could be more of an, a weakness or injury. Yeah, definitely. I usually see um, like running injuries are typically unilateral. So one-sided. So if it is one-sided, that's kind of like a red flag. Often shin splints though will go together. So that would be maybe one exception where um, you might, you might have an injury on both sides. Awesome. Well, not awesome, but you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> I know what you mean. Shin splints are not awesome. Um, no. So when, like when that's starting to happen, like say, you know, runner is, like, okay, this little, you know, thing that I know runners like to call niggles, which is just a funny word, um, <laughs> you know, like it's an injury, but not really, um, you know, it's I've a, never it's heard a, of that. You haven't heard of that word. Never. Oh boy. Yeah. No, it's like a pre-injury in the running world. Um, okay. Good to know. 
a better word for it is a pre-injury because that's what it is. Like it's going to be coming. <laughs> you don't do something about it. Um, so say like this runner's having maybe a little bit of pain, like on one side, maybe it's like their left hamstring or something, you know, some sort of, um, you know, overuse injury, like in their calf, like just something kind of vague and maybe they haven't experienced it before. And they're like, oh, that's annoying. And then it kind of goes away. And then they do a tempo run the next day and it becomes worse. And then, you know, it doesn't go away. So then they beat it into submission, you know, with their <laughs> foam roller. Um, they YouTube some videos, they overstretch it on the wall and they're just like poking at it for two days in a row. And all of a sudden they can't walk, you know, two weeks later. So <laughs> what should this runner do? You know, what should this person do if they're feeling something like that coming on? Like, should they just keep feeding it into submission or like what should their first kind of, steps of action be? No way. I try to encourage everybody. I give everybody like my phone number. I have had actually recently, I had somebody from California who is a friend. She's a runner. She texted me a picture of her foot and like pointed to this specific spot. She's like, this hurts right here. And I kind of like, you know, kind of analyzed it in my head. I'm like, okay, it could be this, this, and this. So I'm like, okay, try this. Literally just texted her, like, try this, got a little video of this, like, readjustment for a foot bone and she was able to do it and she was totally fine and she's like I can totally run now I have no issues so sometimes it's a really really quick fix like that so if you keep poking it and you don't know what you're doing it might be a really quick fix you might be making it worse um it might be a bigger fix but I would say have a PT like get somebody that you can get a relationship with and that person can be kind of your primary like go-to provider and just text them, call them, whatever you got to do, and just reach out and make sure that it's on their radar. Cause sometimes it can be really easy. That's my, that's my favorite. So like, that was going to be my next question. So like what healthcare professional should someone seek out if they're like, Ooh, that hurts, but I don't know what it is. And I've never, I have a primary care physician and that's it. Like, where do I even go? Because I have a lot of clients, friends, family members who are in the situation where they start running because running is an easy sport to pick up. And then all of a sudden something hurts and they're like, I just go to my primary care and they tell me to stop running. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't think I've ever told anyone in my whole entire career to stop running. That is totally not what we do, because in my opinion, that's kind of like just an easy way out. There should be always an easy, like a, a better way to figure out the situation. So I would say a physical therapist, we are, we're doctors. We have like a doctorate level clinical education and we are specialists in musculoskeletal injuries, so muscles and bones. Um, we also have the ability to, if we think that it's something that needs to um, be referred on, either for like an image, like an x-ray or an MRI, or um, to like a primary care provider, a nutritionist to get um, information, a registered dietitian about like your fueling. Um, we also have that ability to kind of refer out to other healthcare professionals. But for something like that, that is fitness related. It's an injury either to like your muscle or bone. A physical therapist is definitely the one to go to. I'm a little biased, but yeah, you are, but like, thank you for putting that <laughs> into the world because it's super important. Yeah. And, I, and when I started running, you know, I think my first running injury was it band syndrome on my left side. I had never experienced anything like that before. And I was like, Oh my gosh, it's like someone shot me in my knee. Like it what sucked. is happening? Yeah. It totally yep. sucked. I was like four weeks out from my first marathon and I was not happy. And I think I went to, I think I, I didn't know what to do. So I think I went to like an orthopedist who was like, mm -hmm. stop running. It's your IT band and good luck. Basically <laughs> they might've given me some prescription pain meds, which 
wow. Um, just thinking yeah, about wow. that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. On, on how much of a problem that can be and sent me on my merry way. And then I eventually found a physical therapist who's actually, um, dueled with a chiropractor. He had both, um, and kind awesome. of just had his own little cool practice, kind of like you kind of going on with a lot of different approaches. And like, yeah, I mean, after maybe six to eight weeks of like seeing other doctors, like going through the ringer, I mean, I went into his office and I like ran out and I was fine. And I just was mm -hmm. like, Oh my gosh, what time and money have I been wasting? Like before finding exactly. So yeah, we I, talk about this a lot. It's like, it's kind of a rabbit hole and we obviously don't have enough time in the world to talk about it, but there's this concept of over-medicalization, which just sending people to all these different doctors, prescribing pain meds, getting all these unnecessary x-rays, MRIs, things like that before you actually get to the root cause of the problem. That's one of the reasons why I wanted to go on my own so that I could promote this idea of like wellness and injury prevention and let the world know that you can see a physical therapist without a referral. You can see them direct access in, in all states now. Um, so it's, it's definitely something that needs to be shouted from the rooftop. So I'm glad we're bringing it up. Yes. That's a great term too. I haven't heard of that, but like over medicalization, it's spot mm -hmm. on because it's sad. Then people go to the, they go to the doctor because they think that's what they should do. And it's not the doctor's fault for kind of over medicalizing it because they're medical doctors. That's what they exactly. Do. That's what they do. Yeah. Yeah. And you just went to the wrong, like healthcare professional to deal with your problem. And then all of a sudden you have this idea in your head that you can't run anymore for some reason. So some people will just say, oh, well, I tried it and I guess I can't run anymore forever, whatever. And then other mm -hmm. people it like ruins their lives, you know? So totally. I think it's really important to make sure that you get the right healthcare professional in your corner, because like you said, exactly. your, friend, your friend texted you a picture and you were like, do this. And then she was, she was cured essentially. Yeah. She um, ran like five miles that day. I was like, sweet. <laughs> and I literally had that experience where I've like limped in and ran out of an office and it's uh -huh. super magical because, you know, I think a lot of people are so scared that you're just going to tell them to stop running because maybe that's been their experience in the past with a medical yeah. physician. Um, yep. so, okay. Getting back off the soapbox, but I think that's important to bring up, <laughs> um, <laughs> go find a PT everybody. Hey everybody. I wanted to take a break to thank our sponsor for this episode, which is inside tracker. Now inside tracker is a super cool company that allows you to get lab work done because they believe that your blood DNA and habits are a goldmine of data. And that together, they're a snapshot of your body in time to tell you what's going right and what's not. And Inside Tracker will tell you how to improve using your lab work with personalized nutrition, exercise, and other lifestyle recommendations to help improve your lab work in order to optimize your overall health and specifically athletic performance. Inside Tracker is a key player in my one-on-one -on -one Fit Cookie Nutrition coaching programs. Their ultimate plan and vitality plans are my favorites to use with clients because it allows me to see um, kind of what's going on inside my client's body so that I can make more specific nutrition and supplement recommendations for them in order to really give them a personalized experience. Now, I've used Inside Tracker's ultimate plan on myself as well, and it's allowed me to see an extremely detailed inside view of what's happening with my blood work and allow me to make my own decisions as well based off of the results to optimize my athletic performance and marathon training. 
Even though I'm a dietitian, I still don't know everything about my own blood work unless I get it done. So that's why I trust and used Inside Tracker and continue to use it every time I am thinking that I could be feeling a little bit better in my training. So go to info.insidetracker.com slash early access to be the first to hear about Inside Tracker's best deal of the year that's coming up. Trust me, you are not going to want to miss this one. So thank you, Inside Tracker, for sponsoring this episode. And let's head back to listen to our guest. Um, so what things should runner focus on to stay like as healthy, as injury-free as possible? Because like you said, this is kind of your specialty. Like you want to keep people on the go and not injured. Yeah. So like what kinds of things should they be focusing on? What'd be your go-tos? Okay. So for from my perspective, just as like a physical therapist perspective, Um, I would say just being in tune with your body is the most important thing. So trying to just really listen to what your body's telling you when you're running, when you're cooling down, things like that. And if you feel any differences side to side or any pain or whatever coming on, most important thing is just being in tune with your body and then having a regular like prehab cross training routine, warming up and cooling down. Um, and then getting more into like the lifestyle factor side of this, I really want to encourage people to get enough sleep, make sure that your sleep is at least like seven hours and it's a good quality sleep. So I know that there's ways that we can track that now with like, um, wearable technology, but you might be sitting in or laying in bed for 10 hours and you might be actually only getting maybe two hours worth of quality sleep. So quality is a really good, important thing too. And then managing stress in other ways than running is important. Um, So having regular self-care strategies. And then lastly, but not least, actually probably the most critical of this whole entire piece would be addressing your nutritional intake with somebody skilled like a registered dietitian and hydration for sure for long distance runners, arguably one of the most important things. I did not pay her to say that just in case. (laughs) Um, I actually didn't even know you would say that, but I really appreciate that. Obviously I am biased as a registered dietitian, but I totally agree. That is key for any sport, you know, especially if you're pushing yourself a lot um, and a high impact sport, like running where your body's really getting beat up and you need to rebuild it in order to gain anything from that. Um, Well, yeah. And And just a little bit on that. So like in the beginning of my career, when I was treating these athletes, I, you know, we don't learn a ton about nutrition. Maybe, maybe they do now in physical therapy school, but we really don't get a ton on that. That's really up to the clinician to like be aware of what um, nutrition is and how important it is. But early on people would get these recurring injuries and I, you know, I thought I was doing everything right and it just wasn't coming along until we kind of investigated into those other areas. So that is when I learned the importance of it, especially when you're pushing yourself that much. I think, especially for the female population, I see this a lot. They might be tracking their calories on MyFitnessPal, or they've had some kind of harmful relationship with food in the past, or they've heard some misinformation from um, people who are just not qualified to tell them um, what to do. Um, That's another soapbox, but I I see this all the time. So I think that it's really important to kind of break down those stigmas and, and get women, not only women, but men too, um, just to understand how much food is necessary, especially if you are um, an athlete. Thank you for saying that. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. And 
And I can imagine too, this is part of the reason why all these healthcare professionals exist. We all need to specialize in different things because like as a physical therapist, maybe it's a little different in your own practice now, but when you were working for a bigger organization, there's only so much you can do with your client and your session. You can't address right. like all the things. So, you know, if, if you're at least able to say, Hey, nutrition's important, you should go to this person to address that because otherwise all the money you're spending and time and energy with me isn't really going to get you only so far. Um, exactly. It all comes together. And similarly, you know, with my clients, if, if their nutrition, you know, we kind of have it down and it's really good, but like they've never strength trained in their life. <laughs> um, and they want to run, you know, a sub like three, three and a half hour marathon, you know, there's only so much that, that we can do in terms of nutrition. And, you know, I'm a personal trainer too. And I think because of my background, I'm very, very, very cognizant of giving people prehab and like warm ups and cool downs. And like, yeah. when I, when I give training plans, people are like, Oh, I thought you were just going to give me like squats and bicep curls or something. You know? <laughs> I'm like, no, um, if you were paying me to just do that, like I would be basically just taking your money. Um, <laughs> But even then, like, there's only so much I can do with them because I'm so focused on the nutrition. So like, if they'll just go see a physical therapist and make that a part of their routine, I have a couple of clients who do that and they get so much further, um, you know, totally. faster, which is awesome. Yeah. So I love, I love, I love collaboration, uh, over competition and not trying to be a one-stop shop all the time because you only have oh, so for sure. time and energy yeah. in the yeah. Uh, exactly. we all just talk to each other a little bit more sometimes with those, with those, uh, doctors that are at the head of it all, then we might be able to get more done. <laughs> yeah. You think, <laughs> yeah, I do think. Um, so if you had to pick, I know, like we already talked about the exercise component, but like, is there one, um, like facet of stress management that you would pick for someone to work on if they're only using running as their stress management relief and they can't run? Oh gosh, this is a really good question. I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm so trained to take it as more of like an individual approach. So stress management, I don't know. I feel like it can be, it can mean so many different things for so many different people. Um, I, I don't know. I feel like one of my favorite self-care strategies, well, number one, I feel like this is just an easy one, but getting sleep is like crucial. Like it just plays into so many different parts of your life. And I consider that a self-care strategy. So if you're going to do one thing, I feel like it would just be get enough sleep. Make sure that you're getting good quality sleep and do it enough consistently if you want to get gains. Awesome. I love that answer. And so far we've got, if you have to pick the one things out of all of the different foundations, we're doing like, we're doing sideways stuff with our hip abductors. Um, <laughs> we're we're eating enough and enough of the right things and working with a professional if we don't know what that means and we're getting enough sleep. Yep. Yep. I love that. That's um, pretty great. So off of that note too, because you just mentioned that everything needs to be individualized, um, you know, yeah. from an approach where you're working with someone one-on-one -on -one and you're analyzing the individual the biomechanics, like, do you feel like individualized coaching, like in all of those different facets, like nutrition, um, PT, or maybe even mental health, do you find like that to be beneficial? Yes, as definitely. To, like, as opposed to like yeah. a group yeah. Well, yeah, I think it, I think it, um, I think it should be individualized at least at first. And then, you know, sometimes I like to transition people into more of like a group setting because they've already got the strategies. They've already heard specific advice to them. 
um, from like from my perspective, from a PT standpoint, because everybody is different. Um, everyone deals with things differently. So I think that individualized approach is just something extra that we can we can really give to those people because we're we're healthcare professionals. You know, we're not just any like Joe Schmo giving out this advice about fitness, which you know a lot of advice exists out there on the internet. But I think it's important. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. And like, if I know, um, like physical therapy, like prescriptions, if you will, like are all kind of individual, but like how long when you work with a runner and maybe they're focusing on a specific weak area or even an injury, all injuries are a little different, but like how often mm -hmm. do you see them? And like, how long do you typically see them for in order for them to start seeing positive changes? Does it happen in one yeah. day? Sometimes it does, but <laughs> you know, yeah, I was going to say sometimes it does like in that situation I mentioned before. Um, I would say typically, you know, I always work with people depending on what they can manage, but I would typically see somebody like one to two times per week and they should start to see very meaningful change within two to three weeks. And if they're not, or if it's getting worse, then that's kind of when I think that, you know, okay, there might be something else going on or we need to kind of change the course. Um, so yeah, usually a three week standpoint is like my point when I know that I'm doing something right for that person or not. Gotcha. And like, in terms of, especially right now, 2020, but modern day anyway, actually I was talking to someone this morning who said like, our bodies are not designed like for a modern day. <laughs> we're designed to like, <laughs> we're designed to like perform an action and then like lay in a hammock and relax and then like perform an action. <laughs> and then recover, but we're kind of just go, go, go all the time, but it's more mental because we're sitting at desks or we're just in terribly ergonomic situations. I just like posturize yep. myself saying that <laughs> over in a chair. Like, do you find that with runners, a lot of the issue might not even be from the running itself. It might be from what they're doing during the rest of their day. Like, how does that impact biomechanics? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think what you touched on there with everybody at desks, it totally changes the game. And I think especially, you know, when you're thinking about muscles that might be tight and causing injury, like hamstrings are just kind of crunched up if you're sitting at a desk all day. So a lot of the times, you know, I'll get somebody in that has more of like a sedentary job and I'll either recommend maybe like a standing desk, or if that's not an option, I'll talk to them about setting timers to get up and kind of walk around um, things like that. And just being more active throughout the day is super important. So this concept of like, you've probably heard of like mindful movement is blowing up right now. And I think what that means to me and what I try to tell my patients is that, you know, you need to be in tune with your body enough to know like, okay, I've been sitting for an hour and a half. My body's feeling a little bit stiff. My muscles are feeling a little bit weird. Like I just need to get up and move my body. Our bodies are made to move frequently. Um, so especially if you're somebody who's an elite athlete and doing long distance running or marathon training, like you need to fuel your body in that way too. Yeah, good point. And like, I know even for myself, when I was kind of just going about my day before, like I would be, you know, parking far away from a building because I had to. So I'd be walking from my car into the building and then I had a standing desk and then the like place where we kept charts was upstairs. So I'd have to go up and down the stairs all the time. And the building was big. So if I had to get water, I was moving around a lot. And mm -hmm. I know once I stopped doing that, you know, and I was sitting a lot or I was like commuting a lot, or I was doing these things where I just wasn't really moving. 
you know, I was like, wow, my back hurts and like my hamstrings are tight. And like, I feel like I'm, you know, 40 years old. Like what the heck is happening? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> yeah. And I, I think to your point in your credit too, bodies are meant to move. So a lot of the times with running and with injuries, like just complete rest is not usually a long-term solution. You know, that's, Mm-mm. you need to kind of move things in order to make them stronger again. I mean, would you, your, this is your specialty, obviously. Would you agree? Oh yeah. Oh, a hundred percent, especially, you know, kind of touching on that earlier, talking about like these issues with tendons, like tendinopathy, a tendon is built to be strong. And we used to just think, oh, just like ice it, rest it, it'll get better with time sort of thing, but it actually won't. So having somebody who can take you through a controlled way of like increasing the load on your joints, your muscles, your tendons, things like that to build them up in strength is really important. And not a lot of people know that. Yeah. So I was going to say, like, I can think of a couple people in my head right now. So like, if you had, if you had to tell someone who maybe has been dealing like with like a little annoying, like nagging injury, um, for months and months and months, and maybe they've taken like time off, or maybe they've, you know, beaten it into submission, they've tried cross training and it's just kind of still there. Like, what would you say would be a smart thing for them to do? Take a first step. Um, I, I mean, if they haven't reached out to a professional, then I would definitely have them do that, obviously. Um, and we've yeah. established that that professional should probably be a physical therapist. <laughs> um, yeah. Little bias again, but definitely reach out to your local PT, see what you might be doing wrong. Yeah. In order to, you know, get stronger again and get back at it. For sure. Um, yeah. Cause I think a lot of people end up in that cycle where they're like, Oh, I'll just take some time off. And then that only works to a point because like you said, you're not fixing the root cause. Um, yeah. I'm, yeah. I mean, I can just give an example. I'm thinking of like Achilles tendonitis is a prime example where that huge tendon in the back of your ankle is meant to withstand so much load. And it's really important in runners, especially because you're getting some of that, um, like force through the Achilles. Well, a lot, every single step of the way. Um, but anyway, so that's kind of something that I've seen happen where you let it rest. And of course, everything's going to calm down. It's going, the pain is probably going to go away within a couple of weeks. But then the second you try to start, you know, building your activity levels back up, it's just going to be there waiting for you. So you might actually need to work on, you know, progressive strengthening of that tendon in a different way to help you out. Love that. That's a good example too. That's like, that's one that kind of hangs out with people if they don't address it for yeah, sure. Totally. Um, awesome. Well, thank you for all of your expertise. That was wonderful. And I feel like anyone listening just got a ton of value from being able to pick your brain. Is there anything good. else that you'd like to add before we do the fun end of the podcast questions and tell people where to find you? <laughs> I don't think so. I think that was great conversation. Awesome. All right. Well, I'm excited to hear your answer to this. So you're about to cross the finish line of your goal race. You know, you're maybe running your local 5k and you're just having super fun, like a lot of fun with it. It's going really well. You're finishing strong. (laughs) You know, it's one of those really nice days. Um, what song is playing at that finish line to embody what you're feeling? This is how we do it. This is how we do it. That one. (laughs) I don't know who it's by, but that's what I was picturing myself. Just like dancing across the finish line to that. I can picture it too. That's great. (laughs) That's great. Well, I will be adding that to my playlist of answers that I get from people on this podcast, because I think of each of you now when they come on and it's so much. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, where can our listeners find you and like, you know, what services do you provide? 
Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram at dr.mirandarobles, R-O-B-L-E-S-D-P-T. Um, and then you can also find me at my website. It's wildflowerptandwellness.com or on Facebook at Wildflower Physical Therapy and Wellness. And I offer um, a lot of different services. So I'm, I'm doing kind of a lot of the same virtual type services that you're doing, Holly. So I'm doing virtual therapy, which I feel like is especially convenient and really important, especially in, um, with COVID and everything going on right now. Um, so I do virtual consultations and evaluations for physical therapy and wellness coaching. Um, so you can find all of those services on my website. And if you are somebody who lives in Indiana, um, Indianapolis specifically, then you can come see me in person. And I do a lot of different fun things. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I hope we've encouraged some people to reach out to you or their local physical therapist to yes. keep themselves healthy if they're currently healthy <laughs> or, you know, kind of help out with some injuries if they're feeling some stuff that they want to address. But thank you 100%, so much. For, yeah. Thank you so much for coming on this podcast and I will talk to you soon. Thank you for having me. Take care. Take care. Miranda, thank you so much for coming on the show. I know our listeners got so much value out of that brief amount of time with you. It was just so chock full of good stuff. And I hope that everyone takes some steps to work on preventing injuries from happening. And if they are feeling like they're dealing with something, they reach out to a physical therapist or the right professional like we talked about to deal with why that might be occurring. I know that I've experienced my fair share of injuries, so that is why I found it so important to have a physical therapist on the show because you guys, if you have been injured before and you feel like you don't know where to turn because maybe you went to a doctor and they just told you to stop running, you know, that can be so frustrating. So I wanted to kind of open up the door to other healthcare professionals who specialize in musculoskeletal injury like physical therapists do in order to get that situated for you so that you can keep running happy. If you are looking for highly individualized nutrition coaching or fitness coaching with a strong focus in preventing injuries, you are welcome to set up a free call with me. You can head over to fitcookienutrition.com to set up a free discovery call where we can chat about working together one-on-one -on -one and what that might look like for you. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. If you're loving the podcast so far, I would really appreciate a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening, because it helps other people just like you runners, in fact, find the show, and then they can learn how to prevent injury too. See how that works? <laughs> so if you're loving the show, I would really appreciate that. And I'd also appreciate any feedback, anything that you're wanting to learn more about, feel free to shoot me a message on Instagram. My handle is just at fitcookienutrition, and I look forward to chatting with you. Until next time, guys, happy running.